All right. Welcome to the Tim Vary podcast. Today we are here with Brian Schroeder from the Giving Kitchen. Man, thank you so much for making the time. Tim, it is my and pleasure. We are out in the beautiful garden of the Staple House, uh, and that, they actually use a lot of this stuff right yes. in the Staple House, right? Um, you you will get a um, uh, an education when you come to the Staple House. Yes. And they walk you through, you know, what plants. Uh, this is nasturtium. This is comes from our garden. It, it is a very floral dining experience. It's Absolutely. So the Staple House is connected to the Giving kitchen very much so that is correct um talk uh, about that a little bit for sure so uh the best way i describe giving kitchen staple house is a, a brotherhood or, or his family okay um, uh, it is you know kind of both have the same cradle uh, both came come from the same origin story mm-hmm. uh, on paper uh giving kitchen uh, owns staple house but i think you know, you'd be foolish to really describe that and that that top-down relationship that Staple House is, is I, in my opinion, is one of the most important restaurants in the country. Wow. Uh, I think what they're doing with, with food, Southern food and local food, it, and what Ryan Smith and, and the Kara and Jen and their team are doing is, it, it really is incredible. And it's a story uh, in and of itself. That's fantastic. I actually had the pleasure once or twice of coming down here and getting to dine. And it, it's always, you know, there's, real no, there's really no comparison. It's uh, just the the workmanship is all there and you can tell it really speaks for itself i really don't have to you know say much about yeah, it because everyone yeah. knows so um but what, what i really want to talk about um where the given kitchen kind of comes from and um and talk a little bit about you know the past how it got started for and, sure yeah uh so giving kitchen for those of you who don't know uh giving kitchen is an atlanta-based uh 501c3 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. uh we our our mission um our our promise to the food service community is stability yes uh the way we act that out the way you see that um is through our mission which is you know serving food service workers in crisis we do that through financial assistance and through a connection to community resources mm-hmm. um our origin story um man it's, it's so long and complicated and 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 other people have told it so well so right. many times that i'll give the the abridged version a uh, close friend to so many people his name is ryan heidinger um, he worked at Muslim Turner's. Uh, they were, him and his wife, Jen, were very interested in opening their supper club. They were going to call, uh, it was called Prelude to Staple House. They were going to open up a restaurant called Staple House. And, you know, right as they were figuring out financing and location, and, and he was getting encouragement from the people he worked for at Muslim Turner's, uh, he was diagnosed with stage four gallbladder cancer. Mm-hmm. And he really, I mean, for them, it was like their world fell apart. Yeah. And diagnosed late in the year, um, his friends and family said, we want to do a fundraiser for you just to take some of the pressure off as, as you fight this battle with cancer. Um, and uh, so, you know, November, they decided to have a party. In January, they picked the weekend between the uh, division championships and the Super Bowl or the conference championships in the Super Bowl. Uh, because, hey, you know, yes, they're altruistic, but who wants to miss a football game? That's right. Uh, so they have an event called Team Heidi. I'm wearing the bracelet here. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, it's a... It's a really sharp bracelet. It looks great. <laughs> um, and, you know, with the goal, they were going to raise about $20,000 for Ryan for his treatment, but really also for Jen. You know, if he passed away, that there would be some money to help take care of her. Yeah. And they ended up raising $300,000. Wow. And by the end of the night, Ryan looked at that crowd and said, you know, this cancer, I've already won because this is a gift. That's amazing. And, you know, kind of set out the beginning of this idea that they were going to start a nonprofit that was going to take care of restaurant workers like Ryan was taken yes, care of. Absolutely. And so, you know, the, you know, the origin story, um, you know, as Ryan was dying, 
Um, you know, in those last few days, you know, he looked to his friends and family and said, um, you know, these, these six, six words, you know, help food service workers in crisis. And, and that concept has been at the heart of Giving Kitchen from the beginning. It's awesome. When we first started, um, you know, we built a program very similar to the help that Ryan had received, right? So Ryan was dying of cancer. Ryan needed financial assistance. So we built a grant program to help other people like him. Um, that grant program has been really successful. Uh, we've, we have supported over $2.6 million in financial aid to, to food service employees. Fantastic. Um, but as we implemented that program and served more and more people, we realized like, whoa, like there, there's more that people need in, in food service and restaurants yeah. than financial aid. The need became even more. Well, and there's this connection to community resources. Mm-hmm. I'm sure as a musician, you probably get a sense for this too. You, you work in music, you work in restaurants, you, you live in a world that's different than everyone else. The yeah. same social fabric that, that connects food service, excuse me, the same social fabric that connects people who work in a nine to five job just isn't there for people yeah, in restaurants. Yep. And uh, so we've created something called Giving Kitchen Safety or Stability Network. And Giving Kitchen Stability Network is really a referral service, um, you know, for a restaurant worker who may be food insecure, who may be homeless, who may need counseling, who may need th- therapy, mm-hmm. who may need suicide prevention assistance, um, who, you know, may need help walking a dog because they broke their legs and they, right. they, they don't have any family. Yeah. And so we built this resource bank that is almost as effective as the financial assistance program. And, and those two programs together over five years, we've helped about 2,600 people um, either with financial assistance or this connection to a community resource. Absolutely. I, I, I just love it, this charity so much. We've been familiar and my family's been familiar with it for a while. And to see, um, you know, you guys are doing such a great thing and it's helping a lot of people, but it's also just connecting so many different people. Everywhere I go, I, I like to talk to a lot of different people that are in the restaurant industry or food industry or beer industry and things like that. And everyone's very aware of the Giving Kitchen. Everyone's very pro the yes. Giving Kitchen because they know <laughs> it has a real heart to it. The story's real. It's real. Well, you know a lot I mean? of those people were part of the founding. I yes. mean, that's what's amazing about Giving Kitchen is that we, you know, I, I really don't believe it would be possible for a nonprofit to change a city, right? Mm-hmm. But Giving Kitchen changed Atlanta when Atlanta created the Giving Kitchen. And so by by all of these restaurants coming together, first for Ryan Heidegger, but then for this idea that we could do more than just one person, um, I think it, it really brought the city together. And it, and it gave a sense of ownership to this organization that uh, you have some really passionate defenders of Giving Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, the, the proof's in the pudding. Yeah, um, because we, we've been able to uh, effectively serve our community um, so many, re- almost every restaurant I go into, someone comes up to the table and says, Hey, I just want you to know I'm, I'm a giving kitchen grantee. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what I would have done without your help or, Hey, you guys helped, uh, one of our restaurant workers when they passed away, you helped his family, you know, make sure they could keep their home. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I think there's a, not only this sense of ownership, but there's also, you know, we've, we've been doing what we said we were going to do for five years yep. and people respond to that. Yeah. And I, you know, like you said, there's a, these people are working um, these kind of night shifts and grueling hours and things like that um, that are very much, I don't know if you do work a nine to five job, if you can understand that world and, um, and what happens to you yeah. if you get taken out by some sort of an unfortunate event. 
I mean, your livelihood is absolutely in jeopardy overnight. Yeah, um, I had a I had an interesting conversation the other day. One first with Kevin Gillespie, and then uh, who's a good friend and has been a longtime supporter of Giving Kitchen. Yes. And then second, Mashama Bailey, who's from Savannah, who just won Best Chef Southeast at okay. uh, the James Beard Awards. Um, and both of them said something similar. Kevin it was said, you know, one of the things you've done for us as a as an industry is is bring pride. Uh, we really never had this sense yeah. to be prideful of being mm-hmm. from a restaurant and that, that you are a part of a community. Yeah. And, and Mashama said the same thing about Giving Kitchen expanding to Savannah because this year we have expanded to cover the entire state okay. as well as to cover concessions, food trucks, and catering, which wow. was, were not a part of our original definition okay. of, of who we serve. I got you. And she said, you know, I, I don't think you can underestimate the value Giving Kitchen is going to have in Savannah. Just bringing a sense of pride and yes. dignity. Yeah, it's a to cause, it's a banner for people to to kind of come together underneath and, and really have a true impact on the community. And it's been awesome to watch it thank be you. effective well, and thank also you for, grow. for being a part of the family oh, man, as well. I love it. And, you know, we try to, I try to, just keep you guys in my thinking no matter what it is you know we were we were fortunate enough to be able to pair up with um our good friend craig and and uh sweetwater and he set this whole thing up where we were able to do a beer called the gold and raise money and it, yeah it was so it was just things like that which I'm, I'm excited to even get to be a part of and um and and give back to the in, in any way that we can Thank to you. a city that's been so generous well, i, I want to be there for the t- the the tasting of <laughs> yeah. the, the, the first time you guys brew the pilot batch yeah we need gold. to we need to do another <laughs> another batch it'd be amazing um so you guys have had you know speaking of the growth and in success um a lot of really great things happening lately and of course one of the big ones is the james beard award talk a little bit about that experience i know it's probably you know pretty massive but you can you can you can give us a snippet it's of it it's hard to put into words okay um it, it it really is one of the 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 best honors of my life um I tell you, I, this is a, probably a terrible metaphor, but the way I've tried to describe it is, uh, you know, imagine you played for a basketball team, and then for for some reason you got brought on to 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 be like a punt returner for the Patriots, and you go and win the Super Bowl, and so it's like the James Beard Award is, is something that I never thought would be possible in my life, and so winning it almost like makes my eyes cross. It's it's like so unbelievable, um, and it's just such an incredible honor. But for, for watching some of our board members and some of our staff. Um, who grew up in the food service world and see the James Beard Award as one of the penultimate honors you can ever receive. Um, they, they can't talk about winning this without tears coming to their eyes. And to me, like that's one of the biggest honors of, you know, they, they put a lot of faith and trust in the Giving Kitchen over the last two years. We've been really aggressively growing this organization with how we raise funds and how we serve our community. It took a lot of trust from our board. And I think that the, this James Beard Award and this this honor is is one way of showing like you know your trust in us was was worth it. Yes. This is this is our payback. Yeah, uh, we we went to Chicago to accept the Humanitarian of the Year Award. I think we had a record breaking number of guests that came with us <laughs> because so many people wanted to be there and celebrate. Yeah, and um, I love that. What one of the moments we had in Chicago, which is uh, which was really exciting, was um, talking about hey listen you know. One day, Giving Kitchen is going to be a national organization, but it's not today. Um, but we do want to kind of give you the words of Ryan Heidinger. Help us 
uh, take care of a food service worker in crisis. And so we've begun to build a resource bank on our website for restaurants around the country who want to take some steps to to bring uh, more stability and and to really focus on self-care in their restaurants. So these are best practices, things, you know, does your restaurant have a sexual harassment policy? We know the Me Too movement in restaurants is very more prevalent than any other industry. Are you doing the basic building block things to build a, 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 cell, a, a safe and uh, inclusive work environment? So we've created some resources mm-hmm. for a, a restaurant who, who may not even know where to start. Right. Uh, and then the one that's really exciting is that uh, we have made available for any restaurant in the United States a suicide prevention certification. Yeah. Uh, it's like CPR, um, but for suicide prevention, it, it gives you the, the skills to just be able to talk to someone, to recognize someone who may be suicidal and how to get them to seek treatment. Um, It would normally cost about 30 to $50 a person to take this certification course. Uh, We are absorbing all the costs for any restaurant worker in the United States. If you go to Giving Kitchen's website, um, it's called QPR Suicide Prevention Training. And it really only takes 45 minutes. And if you guys have the chance that you take it today, just to to be able to talk about it uh, when you're around food people. Yeah, when I was watching you guys giving the, you know, and listening to you talk about this, it was definitely something I planned and wanted to bring up and to, to shine some light on and give you a chance to talk about um, what a what a real issue yep. you know it is, and um, and that there are resources out there for people to go to, and I, I definitely plan on taking the test as well. well and, you know, and what, what I'll say you know, that there are many organizations who have been working on these issues right. for a long time, right. and we recognize that we're we're. Not late to the game, but but we're just putting our toe in the water as it uh, pertains to self-care and suicide prevention and mental health. Um, We don't have all the answers, but Mm. we do think this is a great place to start. Um, And so, and just like, you know, CPR is not going to prepare you to give someone open heart surgery, right? Uh, This training is not going to prepare you to to be the clinical help that someone who's desperately ill with a mental illness Mm -hmm. is going to need. But... It helps to break some of the, the taboos and some of the myths Absolutely. and gives you a sense of confidence to have a direct discussion yes. with a friend or a, a teammate. Hey, to start being aware uh, to see those you know, things. I heard you, you know, I've noticed you've been acting upset and I heard you say something while we were, uh, you know, on break last night and, you know, I don't want you to kill yourself. Absolutely. And, and yeah. just being able to, to say those words and not be afraid. Or maybe you are afraid, but, you're, but you know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really empowering. It's, you know, and it, it's... It, just like we've talked about, there's the crossovers, you know, in the music world as well. There's yep. so many friends. I mean, we've had, you know, we've had really good friends pass away recently, you know, from suicide. And it, it's just, uh, it's horrible. Yeah. You know, it is absolutely horrible. And you, you always are left wondering, like, what could we have done? You know, what could we, you know, and so I do think people need to have resources like this to be able to start spotting yep. signs and just kind of shaky behavior and things where you can step in and say, hey man, you know, is everything okay? Like you can talk to me and yep. just be a support system for each other. And you know, just giving, it, it gives you the confidence to act. And yes. listen, if, if you're not gonna be able to prevent every every person who right. succumbs to mental illness, right. um, but it does give you, you know, friends and family the resources to be able to, to 
to step in and offer, you know, because most people want someone to come and talk to them about yeah, it. They do. So, so. And you'd be surprised, right? Yeah. How, how, how open people really will be if you, if you start talking to them and, and being there for them. So, um, but it, it was fantastic to see you guys uh, to you. win that James Beard award. And I'm sure that the whole given kitchen team is pretty proud right now to, to come home with that. yeah normally um next time we come and sit down and talk together i'll have the award itself we've actually <laughs> we're kind of we're here. doing a stanley cup uh kind of thing with it i think somebody's probably eating eating their breakfast with it right now no we're uh you know <laughs> giving kitchen was founded by so many great people and so many great restaurants and so uh we've been passing it around to some of the big restaurants in atlanta who've been part of giving kitchen for a long time kind of let them share in, so, that, um, in the glory a little bit turners and local three i love it hey ryan smith Hey, <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk real quickly, just a little bit about the future for the Giving Kitchen. You know, obviously you touched on some of the things about the idea of expansion and growth and things like that. But where, where would you guys really like to see this thing go eventually? Yeah, right. So you have to kind of take a big, deep breath and look, look right. back at where you've been and, right. and look forward to where you're going. Um, for us, one of the things that we recognize is that, you know, almost once a month we get better at at how we're serving our community. Interesting. And when we grow, we want to make sure it's the best version of the Giving Kitchen that grows. Uh, so that's one of the reasons why we, we haven't made any really big and specific plans about where to go next. Um, we At just the beginning of the year, we expanded to the entire state. And so we're flexing and, and growing new muscles and we're learning how to communicate with cities that aren't in our backyard. Yeah. It's really easy if someone from Atlanta wants to learn more about Giving Kitchen, I can run them a, a packet of information. Uh, in, in Savannah, that's not the case. We got to put it in the mail or we got to find an, an advocate who can go in and do a, a roundup. And so what, I think what one of the things that we're learning is how to better use our network of peers yeah. to tell our story. And, and so I think this time next year, we're going to be in a much better position to talk about how to grow um, either regionally or to expand to one one city or two cities outside yeah. of Atlanta, like a Charleston or a Nashville. Yeah. Um, but then there's also a you know, with proper funding, we've looked at doing something really radical with our uh, intake process. And so the Giving Kitchen, you know, understanding who we are and how we serve our community, um, you know, what we're best at is determining who's in crisis and, and, and is the crisis legit and how much support they need. So what if part of what we move into the future with is a technology where a restaurant worker would fill out a very similar application to what we've already that what we already have going on, but instead of just unlocking funds, they may unlock a page where they could do their own GoFundMe, but it's a GoFundMe that's been verified. So their friends and family make a donation to the Giving Kitchen to support this restaurant worker in crisis. Uh, those donations are tax deductible. They're not going to a corporation like a GoFundMe. Um, and you know we're putting the work in to verify this person's actually a need. Um, so it's a tax deductible. It doesn't create a taxable moment for the kind of streamlines the worker. process too, right? Um, yeah. And you don't have to worry about fraud. Like we've already gone and looked. We've we've kicked the tires. We've huh. we've looked under the hood. And so that is one potential for a type of growth that we could do. Got you. That is creating a verify like a, a giving kitchen verified is what we call it. And it would be creating a fun, a peer-to-peer fundraising platform for restaurant workers to use um, that essentially takes the best of what we do, which is verifying a crisis, and uh, removes our limitation, which is financial capital. And you could go national with that organization yeah. overnight. I love it. You guys are being smart, and you don't want to 
get the bend, so to speak, and blow yeah. this thing up way too fast and not be able to lift, you know, That's hold correct. it all up. And so I'm, I'm, it's good to also see, you know, that, that you guys are being strategic and really um, taking the utmost care to do this the right way so that, I, that it can succeed and grow and continue to have thank you. such a positive impact. Well, thank you so much for making the time today. My pleasure. Um, why don't you plug any any of you, y'all's, um, you know, your Instas and things like that for so sure. people can find um, you guys. Uh, at, at Giving Kitchen on Instagram, um, at Giving Kitchen on Twitter. We've got an active um, Facebook group. Uh, if you live in Atlanta, actually, if you live in Georgia, we mm -hmm. have Facebook groups set up. You know, sometimes these groups are the bane of my existence. I, I now, <laughs> I under... Admin a Facebook group, so we have, we've got about a, a, like a twelve or thirteen thousand person oh, Facebook group. It's a lot of nine times out of ten, it's all great stuff. And then you get like a comment thread that starts yeah. going. You're like, oh my god, guys, don't be that annoying person. Don't, on Facebook. don't troll the nonprofit Facebook group. <laughs> Please don't. You know, we're trying. Like, they're trying to do good help stuff. Help people they don't find have time. jobs. <laughs> help people get. You know, kitchen equipment. Yeah. Don't troll each Don't other. Don't complain on the <laughs> Facebook. You know, I hear you, man. Well, thank you once again so much, Brian. Tim, it's absolutely great to pleasure. meet you. And Good to spend time together. Yeah. Thanks for all you've done for Giving Kitchen. Absolutely. Thank you. Boom. Hey, we want to thank you again for checking out the Tim Berry podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to subscribe, rate us, review us, love us, check us out, and keep listening to the episodes. Thanks.